This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Pressure 
You're tuned into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz via the TuneIn app, uh, accessmedia.nz app, Apple's podcast, Apple's podcasts, Apple podcasts mixed with Spotify and on iHeartRadio. Flat out Farno and many more. Go to our bookface page to find out all the other sources in which you can podcast us. That is Free FM and Flat Out Pride. A big flat out shout out to New Zealand On Air. Without you, Free FM and other access radio stations wouldn't be here. A big flat out shout out to Free FM. Without you, Flat Out Pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, a big flat out shout out to you, you fabulous you, you. Tune in every Friday to hear what's hot and happening on the Flat Out Pride Hour. Fridays at 5 on your free FM dial. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glit Fab Rainbow Fano. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatāpui, queer, whawhawhine, akaibine, bai, and all the fabulousness in between. And of course... Outside of those scopes, because sometimes fluidity is where it's at. Lady H on your mic for your funky Friday. We love having you on board, Farno. On your show for this afternoon evening, we have got what's hot and happening for your coming weekend around Aotearoa, that is. We've got an Elton Proud story, uh, Asi Tauma Levy. Uh, they are sharing their non-binary story. There are rangatahi out there. I thought that would be some really uh, heartwarming korero, and some of y'all might be able to relate to that. Then we have Aotearoa News, what is popping around Aotearoa at the moment, and top 10 gay stereotypes. Wow, these ones are really interesting. Um... I never thought about stereotypes for our community and he only covers 10 of them. There are multiple more than I thought of um, when I heard this. Anywho, interesting tidbit for y'all out there. And that's for those that don't know that maybe hadn't thought that maybe get you thinking about how do are we stereotyped and then also how do I stereotype others? interesting to reflect on of course we've got some beats peppered through there that is our lineup funnel that is our lineup so first up on the show top 10 gay stereotypes that is compliments of powered by rainbows and that is professor pride and of course we're going to go to, into a beat after that vintage culture featuring elise ligro and it is what it is bit of a busty beat to get you started for you for yay stay tuned back with you as soon we're taking a look at the top 10 lgbtq stereotypes to see if they're true or false all straight people are just closeted gay people now obviously that's a lie or maybe it's the truth i don't really know all I know is that to assume means to make an ass out of you and me, and that sounds pretty gay to me. 
so why not make a stereotype about my little bubble of friends who are all gay and project it on the rest of the world as the truth? That's what's called a stereotype. And my point is that stereotypes can do some real damage, whether or not they're rooted in truth. Sadly, the LGBTQ community is faced with more stereotypes than most other communities combined. So today, we thought we'd explain the top 10 LGBTQ stereotypes, show you how they came about, and explain which ones are true and which ones are complete horse crap. But to have a little fun with this along the way, let's play a game. At the bottom of your screen, we're going to keep a tally of how many of these are true and false. So let's get started with number 10. LGBTQ people are not religious. This stereotype comes from the hatred some faith communities have against the LGBTQ community. For example, the Southern Baptist Church, Roman Catholic Church, and more chose not to read their Bible, where it tells them that being gay or transgender are not sins in the eyes of their belief system. Instead, they chose to just spread hatred everywhere in the hopes of collecting more donations. And because those anti-LGBTQ religions are slowly losing membership, partly because of their hate-filled beliefs, they struck up this stereotype that LGBTQ people cannot be religious. Their hope was to discredit the religions people were turning to, which accepted LGBTQ people into their churches, and that way, hopefully they would gain members back but it failed. The truth tells quite the opposite story. In fact, worldwide data of LGBTQ people tells us that 59% of our community believes in some form of religion, 17% Catholic, 13% Evangelical Christian, 11% Mainline Christian, 5% Historically Black Protestant, 2% Other Christian Faiths, and 11% non-Christian faiths. Other segments of our community include 9% agnostic, 8% atheist, and only 24% of our community doesn't believe in any religion at all. So this stereotype is false. Coming in at number nine on our list is the stereotype that all bisexuals are promiscuous. This is rooted in the straight community. Some people thought that since they were only attracted to one gender and had multiple sexual partners in their lives, that those who are attracted to multiple genders must have double the sexual partners compared to themselves. While there is minuscule evidence to show bisexuals are slightly more open to discussing polyamory and open relationships, no evidence suggests bisexuals have more sexual partners in their lives compared to straight or gay individuals, and no evidence suggests they are any more in the mood for intercourse than anyone else on planet Earth. So two stereotypes down and both are false. Next up is number eight, that all lesbians are masculine. As far as anyone can tell, this stereotype is rooted in two things. First is the belief that homophobic people have, that one of the people in a relationship must be the man, and the other has to be the woman. So in their eyes, lesbians have to show signs of masculinity in order to be considered valid. Secondly, some lesbians are what we call butch lesbians, which means they act and dress more masculine in nature. But this stereotype is forgetting that being lesbian means you're a woman who loves other women, meaning neither of you is the man and both of you are the woman of that relationship. It's also forgetting that lipstick lesbians exist, and they like to wear makeup, high heels, pretty dresses, and be feminine in their entire personality. Most importantly, it's forgetting that gender is a social construct anyway. 
So where are we on this list? Three for three, down for the count. Number seven on our list is that all gay men are flamboyant. Again, this is rooted in the idea that one person has to be the man and the other has to be the woman in a relationship. So two gay men must mean that at least one is effeminate, which again is completely false. Just like our previous stereotype, with some lesbians being butch and some others being lipstick lesbians, this one too has a hint of truth with some gay men being effeminate, with their hand gestures and so on. But just like the lesbians version, there are plenty of gay men who are very, very masculine. So four for four. Coming in at number six on our list is the stereotype that all transgender people are drag queens or kings. To understand this, we first have to understand trans and drag. Transgender people have a different gender than the sex they were assigned at birth. Drag is a performance. For example, a man would put on a dress and perform on stage, much like they would do back in the Renaissance era with theater shows. But nowadays, it's done with music in an overly performed manner. Drag performers take off their makeup and outfit once they get off stage where they jump back into their offstage personality while drag might sometimes be used by transgender people to experiment with their gender expression of how they want to dress or do their makeup, transgender people don't take off the personality of an opposite gender when they get off stage. Trans people go their entire lives trying to live as their authentic gender, whereas drag performers leave that character or personality on stage when they leave it. For this reason, some drag performers are transgender, but not all transgender people are drag performers. And thus, this stereotype is false as well. Halfway through our list at number five is the stereotype that all gay men are sexual predators and pedophiles. This is one of the most wild and false claims on this list. It's rooted from a gay man named J. Edgar Hoover, who used to run the FBI from 1924 to 1972. When he was the director, he wrote a letter to the editor of a national newspaper, saying how the way we prevent pedophiles from attacking our children is to look for the warning signs someone might be a pedophile and outlaw those factors. In his letter, he claimed that homosexuality was a warning sign of this, but he had zero evidence to prove his outlandish claim. People just blindly believed him because he was the director of the FBI at the time, and people assumed he had the evidence and he had exclusive access to the data. But it was later determined that he was so ashamed of being gay himself that this letter to the newspaper was just a way to cover for himself being gay. Hoover believed if he could write such a scandalous letter against homosexuals that no one would suspect he was one himself. But pictures of him and his assistant together were pretty hard to deny. This one letter, which again had zero evidence to prove the wild claim, is the only link the gay community had to being accused of pedophilia, yet many people still firmly believe the link exists. Thus, this is yet another stereotype that can easily be proven false. Next up at number four is the stereotype that all transgender people are mentally ill. This is rooted from a report put out by the American Psychiatric Association, otherwise known as the APA, in their report named the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Back in 1980, the APA published the third version of the DSM report, which added gender identity disorder to its list of mental disorders. Basically, 
This gave doctors the hook they needed to treat transgender people like they had a mental illness, when in truth, trans people had a valid gender. Later in 2012, they reversed their decision and took transgender topics off of their list completely. Even though we are now a decade past their reversal, some people still swear by the old transphobic way of things, but factually, they are wildly inaccurate. Thanks to the many studies done on transgender people since then, we now know that your gender is determined in your brain and not your genitals, and your gender identity is completely valid, even if it does not align with the sex you were assigned at birth. So this is yet another wildly offensive and false stereotype. All the way at number three on our list is the stereotype that all gay men are fashionable. To understand this, we first have to look back at history. Gay men were forced to be creative in how we act, talk, and most importantly, how we dressed. Because not too long ago, being homosexual was ruled illegal in many countries. Luckily, some of those laws have since been reversed, but still the fact remains that we were forced to be creative. Because gay people always existed and no laws were going to change that, we had to adapt to the times. That's why we wore accessories like the gay handkerchief code to signal to each other who it was safe to talk to. This dated back all the way to the era of the cowboys. Over the years, we learned how to be creative in how we expressed ourselves, which is why gay people are much, much more likely to enter creative positions, such as entertainment, performers, artists, filmmakers like me, and designers, including fashion designers. Not all gay people are great at fashion, though. For example, I normally wear just a t-shirt and jeans, so I'm far from the fashionista that many people claim gay people are. But because of my culture in the gay community, I make films and TV shows, just like the one you're watching right now. Just like some gay people are fashion designers but pretty terrible at taking a photo at family gatherings. So to say that all gay men are fashionable is false. Some are, but most are just like you and me. Coming in at number two on our list is the stereotype that all LGBTQ people are white. This stereotype exists because racism still exists in our general society and in the LGBTQ community. The black rights movement and the LGBTQ rights movement have always been linked since day one, and there would have been no advancement in our rights if it were not for the black rights activist and vice versa. Our movements have always been intertwined. The black population makes up 14% of the overall population, but when it comes to the LGBTQ community's population, they make up just 4.6% of our population. In fact, our community is made up of 83.8% white, 4.6% black, 2% Asian, 0.3% American Indian, Native American and Alaskan Native, 0.2% Pacific Islander, 4.6% other races, and 4.5% multiracial. So the LGBTQ community is made up of far more than just white people. But because of the majority being white, most who don't frequent pride events or study the community like we do, don't see or want to see that. Finally, all the way at number one on our list is the stereotype that gay men have a gay or effeminate voice. While a majority of gay men are like me and our voice doesn't inherently sound effeminate, some gay men do have different acoustic ranges. You might hear them pronounce the letters S as more of a TH sound and so on. Studies on this have failed to find more of a lisp sound in gay men 
compared to straight men, though, because as many people point out the gay sound in gay men as a stereotype, just as many straight men have the same lisp and the same acoustics to their voice. Sometimes this causes them to be labeled as gay when they are truly straight because everyone thinks of this lisp or this higher effeminate acoustical range as homosexual when it truly is not. Gay men with this acoustic lisp do encounter far more discrimination and stigma because people assume they are gay. This is compared to gay men like myself who can sort of hide behind a more manly voice but the stigma these men face, who have this effeminate voice pattern, face more stigma, including potential partners not wanting to date them because of their voice alone. There was a small study done by the Acoustical Society of America showing that young boys who don't identify with their assigned gender use the TH sound at slightly higher rates than their peers. This said, overall, acoustic researchers have really been still baffled by this phenomenon. But to say that all gay men have this gay voice, or to even call it a gay voice in the first place, is completely false. Studies show just as many straight people have the same acoustic patterns in their voice, but the stigma associated with that voice was somehow attached to the gay community alone, because the world, time and time again, discriminates against gay people. Anyways, I'm your host, Professor Pride. Have a gay day, everyone, and bye for now.
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, and many, many more. Tuya Ngareo Otehapuri, bringing together the voices of our community. That is Free FM's tagline, and Flat Out Pride absolutely supports that kaupapa kororoa. Fashawa, fashawa. That was Vintage Culture, featuring Elise Ligro. That is the club mix, by the way. It is what it is. Like me a bit of beat to get me kick-started for my Friday. Hope it's doing it for you too. Coming up on your show, we've got what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. Out and Proud Stories, Asi Tauma Levy. And up next is our New Zealand news. What is happening around Aotearoa? So let's get into the goodness. This is compliments of Express Magazine. New Zealand monkeypox confirmed cases climbs to 28. So despite further community transmission, the vaccine which is already rolled out in Australia, America and the UK will not be available in NZ until December. So the total number of confirmed MXP cases has climbed to 28. Te Whatuora Health NZ reported a new case in Tamaki and has classified as community transmission. So that number 28 shows both active and recovered cases, whānau. So Te Whatuora reckons the risk of monkeypox spreading throughout the country remains low as it is not very contagious. So the thing that's relative to us, whānau, is the biggest at-risk community is our tāne who have sex with tāne. So despite it only being passed through intimate contact, those who test positive are required to isolate at home until their lesions have healed, a process that can take between two to four weeks. So at the moment, 
the uh, Kawanatanga, the government is not offering financial support to those that have to isolate. So Health NZ are trying to secure vaccines, but our whanau that are at most risk won't be able to get one until December. Um, they're working in, with Pharmac to secure supply of smallpox vaccine. So the delay across Aotearoa is being blamed on global supply constraints. So Express reached out to Te Whatu Order Health NZ for a comment. And no, they didn't give one. For that. Top prize. So you all know Chris Parker, one of our, our queer comedians out there. So he has won the glorious award, well firstly of 15,000 and two iconic milk bottle lolly artworks from Simon Lewis Wards housed in a double hot pink crate to match Camp Mother's pantsuit. So the top twins were honoured to have their legacy acknowledged alongside our Kiwi comedian's Legend, legend, Billy T. James and Fred Dagg. So, Dames Linda and Jules Top said in a statement, as young performers, we were not afraid to stand up for what we believed in and incorporated these issues into our live shows. Being out lesbians in the early 80s, singing country music through comedic characters, the Gingham Sisters was probably one of the most diverse combinations of political comedy in the world. And to have an award honouring those qualities back in 22 meant so much to them. So that's a message they would like to give to the next generation of comedians. Uh, believe in yourself, believe in your message, and believe you are funny as. So Parker reckons a huge honour, always truly idolised the top twins and spent an alarming amount of time watching them on YouTube. So a performer like himself uh, is a product of the work, advocacy and representation that they have put out into the world with such positivity and respect for Aotearoa. So touched. So the NZ Comedy Trust established the top prize in 22 as a non-competitive prize awarded annually to a practicing individual, duo or group with a strong, clear and unique voice. It can be bestowed to a person or a group making Aotearoa laugh with an out-of-the-box approach, whether that comedy takes place on stage, on screen or just in a really unexpected comedy space altogether. They should embody the wildcard spirit of the Top Twins, the original trailblazers who have been entertaining us all for 40 years. So congratulations, Chris Parker. Stunning, stunning and stunning. Rainbow NZ Charitable Trust Farno. So they managed to raise 57000 at their Give Out Day success. That is stunning. So they hosted a gala give out gala. Uh, they raised 12000 by auction uh, on a wide range of items and experiences. Along with the auction funds, the trust also received 24000 on online donations matched by sponsors Kiwi Bank, Southern Cross, Health Insurance, PwC and Oricon with 21500 of support. So apparently 304 people organisations helped that kaupapa to happen. That's a huge amount of whānau. So while the Give Out Day has come to an end, the 
Trust continues to work throughout the year to raise money and distribute it throughout the Rainbow Communities right across the country with their Community Grants and Tertiary Scholarship Program. If you want to donate whānau, then go to Rainbow NZ Charitable Trust or one word or lowercase dot org dot nz. Foo, what a cool. Guess what? Casting opens for RuPaul's Drag Race down under number three. Would you believe it? So, do you know a drag artist who has what it takes to compete in RuPaul's Drag Race and follow in the footstep or footsteps of Kiwi winners Ketamine and Spanky Jackson? So, go to the page on this is compliments of Express and tap onto their link to find out more. Right, Fana, that's all the time we have for what's hot and happening around Aotearoa so in NZ News. Let's go into a bit. Alia Wade Itonawa. I like this beat. It is in Tereo, but it's so catchy. We're going to be back with you very soon. You're tuned into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 
independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz. Via, via the Access.media NZ app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on iHeartRadio. Flat out fun, that must be there. Alia Wade Itonawa. Pretty cool. I like that beat, just saying. Coming up on your show, we have got What's Hot and happening around Aotearoa in terms of events. Next up is Out and Proud Stories, Asi Tauma Levi. This is their Out and Proud Story, whānau. And I really love uh, their sharing. This is compliments of the Coconut TV. They're sharing their non-binary journey. Stunning, stunning and stunning to me. Then we go into a beat uh, and into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. So let's just get into that goodness. Out and Proud Stories, Asi Tauma Levi, compliments of Coco Net TV. Tala falava, oa uo asi italia sarona tauma levi, isa puru luau tausanga, ma oa uo asi tangata non-binary. Growing up, um, <laughs> growing up, I was the normal, quiet girl who didn't really talk or communicate that much. I was very closed off to the world. My parents um, saw that, noticed that, and tried their best to like encourage me to do other things, be more active and more social. That didn't really work out. Asi had become more um, reclusive, more internalized, and um, much more less uh, social at school and social with friends. I didn't really act like the stereotypical girl. And I used to always think that maybe I was a boy, but then I realized that mm, not really. I was watching videos on YouTube and there was this one video that was explaining what non-binary was and I just remember crying and I can't really explain it. I was really scared. Um, my parents always supported me and I knew I could go to them for help, but I never felt comfortable with going to them since they're much older and probably wouldn't understand. When I was growing up, you know, the terms tomboy and other gender identification was a lot simpler and there wasn't that much education around our communities in those days. I don't think they understood or knew what non-binary was before I came out. So it was difficult to just communicate and talk to them about who I was and my gender. So it was easier to use a game to talk and communicate with my family. We were playing Kahoot the other night. And Asi had created this Kahoot, which was a quiz game. And she came up with all the questions. So we thought it was just another general knowledge quiz, which started off as general knowledge until about the fifth question. I asked if they would support me 
if I came out as non-binary. I thought it was kind of strange, but okay, we'll carry on with the questions. And then the following questions got even more personal. Yeah. As he started crying and, and then we all started crying. There were a lot of happy times and crying. <laughs> and I just told her that no matter what she decides to do, um, we all love her and we we'll all support her in whatever she does. I was actually really proud of her for having, like, getting the courage to express herself in her own way. It was just a really beautiful moment to um, celebrate Asi and their truth and come together and wrap them with love and support. And I think, you know, love was the winner at the end of the day. I felt it was the best time to just get out with it rather than hide it for a long time. Originally, I didn't plan to come out this early. I was planning to come out when I was like 17, maybe, <laughs> which is a long time from now, but I got impatient, I guess. I never really liked my name because of how feminine it sounded. And to me, it didn't really represent who I was. Well, everyone started, as we said, as we're a competitive game people. We started to, uh, everyone throw their uh, choices of names around. And there was AJ. AJ would have been Anna Jr., which was my old name. It was Ace. Ace, it just sounded cool. <laughs> I think um, Nico had some very funny um, very funny ones, which I won't repeat. My name, Asu, each letter represents different ancestors. Anna Sarona Italia. It's a bit confusing, but I like the name. <laughs> My best friends, Mali and Benika, they hang out with me a lot and do whatever they can to show me their love. I think it's important to protect Aussies because I think that Aussie has a really bright future and anything that puts that in jeopardy would just generally go to waste. Molly, he definitely does protect me a lot. I've witnessed him like telling people about my pronouns and stuff and it always makes me happy. Oh, <laughs> I did a school report thing on the LGBTQ plus community and through that I found out that Samoa doesn't really accept the third gender people and I was really sad. I haven't told my class. <laughs> I've told my teachers and I told them during lockdown, the most recent lockdown, in an email, they they use my proper pronouns and my preferred name, and they don't let my gender bother them. I'm going to high school next year. Because I'm going to an all-girls school, I find it a little uneasy, kind of, but when I applied for it, they had options of gender and there was transgender and everything and I felt more comfortable seeing those options.
heavily inspired by anime and the art style of any Japanese artist, to be honest. So most of my art on my wall is either anime related or a character I made up myself. I think it's a big part of my identity because of my gender and having it around me makes me feel more comfortable. I would like to be anything to do with my art. Um, so a tattoo artist, maybe a comic artist, a painter as well. surrounded by the Fina Fatale group and that definitely encouraged me to come out and accept who I was as a person. They're probably the only Pacific LGBTQ plus community in Auckland that I know about who are performers as well and I thought they were amazing <laughs> to be that cool. I just really want to see a lot more of people who are part of the Pacific and also LGBTQ plus um, perform or do anything really. Growing up in Auckland, I don't think my gender identity really changed who I was to other people. Auckland is pretty supportive and open-minded on the LGBTQ plus community. Us as parents are aware about the fear of them being targeted or being hated at or, you know, worse, um, of homophobia and everything else that we have in the world. But as long as they know that they have a safe and loving home that they can always come to and they have us as a family, um, I was here to support them. That's the most important thing. Probably because I was brought up in a family that showed me to be brave and independent, that it was more easier for me to find out who I was. So there are a lot of people out there who don't really understand who they are until they're like in their 20s. And I think it's just really great that I found out who I was at a young age, so it's easier for me to grow up as who I am and get more comfortable. Being non-binary means being myself more and accepting who I am, rather than just hiding behind who I was born as. We were so magical, why end this way? I know you're furious, you're just like me You got good reasons, but I do too What really happened here, I wish I knew It escalated so fast We yell things we can't take back No maharamai, my, no my hoki, my kahukura, rainbow whanau You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour Here on Free FM, 89.0, Independent community media live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz accessmedia.nz app apple podcasts spotify and on iHeartRadio and many more that beat there was tovlo with no one dies from love 
Out and Proud Story, uh, compliments of Coconut TV, Asi Dauma Levi, flat out. Love that story from Asi, a non-binary story. And unfortunately, I couldn't bring it all to you, so there's much more to hear. Go to Coconut TV to hear their full story. Flat out fun. Let's go into what is hot and happening for your coming weekend. We are on 11 11 22. Double digits all the way. 11s, 1s, and 2s. Anyone happen to see the lunar eclipse that happened? It's a something. The next one's not till 2023, something like that. Anywho, back to what's hot and happening for your weekend. Friday skate night here in H Town. Get your tickets from hamiltondevils.co.nz. $8 entry, $2 skate hire, $30 family pass at East Link Skating Arena, 60 Old Farm Road in our very own H Town. Hot Q at Voltage. So that's happening at 5 Hood Street. And the event is hosted by Midnight. Get on down. So it's got New Zealand's top female DJs tasked with providing quality bangers. Oh yeah, that sounds like a go. Point Chev Market at 20 Huia Road in Point Chevalier, Auckland. That starts at 8.30. Validang Out at Druakaka, that's in Whangarei. And that's a Fano community event, Fano. It's created to celebrate unity and community. Live, laugh and love, celebrate life, connect communities and celebrating the now moments. Love that Papa. Wonder Woman Adventure Race in Rotorua. That's 1167 Fenton Street in Vegas. Get your tickets from Soaked in Adventure or one word or lowercase.co.nz. So that's for your sad day, Farno. Continuing on for your sad day, Taumutu Annual Craft Fair. And they're celebrating their 25th year anniversary, which is really cool. Sawan Lane and Taumutu Farno. So they're actually held on the second Saturday of November of every year. So 100 craft stalls, an array of food trucks, live music, face painting, all the goods for the Farno. There is a Wahine exhibition in our very own H-Town at the Hamilton City Libraries in Garden Place. Um, stunning. So, Kupapa Māori Tēnā. Napier Wellbeing Market at the Taradale Town Hall. The Auckland, or the Great Auckland Beer Mile Day Out. Um, and that is... In Tamaki, so you need to go to the the invite or the event on Bookface to find out more. Still on your Saturday, Urban Wine Walk in Ponsby, Tamaki Makoto. Get your tickets from eventbrite.co.nz. Ooh. Uh, good as Gold Fest in Auckland, 19 Tamaki Drive, Orake. Get your tickets from eventbrite.co.nz. A huge lineup of artists, musical artists and talents on there. Jazz by the Bay at Catalina Bay Farmers Market, 1 Bar 3 Boundary Road in Hobsonville. So that's Tamaki Makoto. 
that's starting from 2 o'clock, I believe, on your sad day. 660 is playing at the stadium tour in Rotorua. Oh, yeah, Stephen Street West. Stunning, stunning, and stunning. And you see All Night in Auckland. And that is a new day to get your tickets from ticketmaster.co.nz uh, at Shed 10, 89 Key Street in Auckland CBD. Under the big top pump house party that's at Bella Street in Thames, get your tickets from Try Booking, that's all one word, all lowercase, .co.nz. Tags for just one night in Auckland at the Spark Arena. Hold fast and filthy at the Love Shack Bar 258 in K Road. That's a hard dance party. Oh, yes. Love me some dance parties. Urge's 25th birthday, Fano, happening for your Saturday at Phoenix Cabaret, level 1258 K Road. Get your tickets from iticket.co.nz. What's in returns? At Antisocial, that's 152 Ponsonby Road in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. And that genre of sound is 165 minutes set full of tracks that she found along her travels in Europe. So a DJ whānau, um Shelley Watson. Be there or be full of regrets. So for your Sunday, Lugton's Round the Bridges 2022. Get your tickets from Round the Bridges or one word or lowercase.co.nz. There's a, a November race day at the Monsville Recreation Ground, and what I mean by race is go kart racing, Fano. There's race fees um, for Fano that are attending. Duke Buckstein, a 10th birthday party. And that is in H-Town, 11 Railside Place. Festival Italiano 2022. That is held at the Italian Festival in Newmarket, Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. It is the largest Italian festival in NZ. Oh, yeah. Yum. Friday Night Jams live at Western Springs Stadium in Auckland. Get your tickets from frnter.co to find out more. Bros Naming NZ Fundraiser. That's happening at Lighthouse Cinema Cuba. That's 29 Wigan Street in the Aro Wellywood. So it's another movie fundraiser. And Bros is the movie. Cool fun. No. Monday. And now very own H-Town is the Community Drop-In, Level 1, Bar 36 Brush Street at Rainbow Hub Waikato. We're open to all our whānau. If you want to check in, hang out, um, share some corridor, talk with someone, Queena. Still on your Monday, 28 Allen Street in the Aro Wellywood, the French Bar, is Raw Meat Monday. Get your tickets from eventfinder.co.nz. Wellington Feminist Creative Community Poetry Nights at the Fringe Bar, same place, 28 Allen Street, Te Aro in Wellywood. $10 cash on the door. All the money goes back to the poets. Swan Lake at Glowbox Arena in Claudelands. And that is all we have in terms of events for your coming weekend, Farno. 
Hope you enjoyed the show. I loved and enjoyed bringing it to you. Have a fabulous weekend. Take care of yourselves out there, whānau. Love, light and laughter to y'all. Be safe on the streets and in the sheets. Remember, condoms and lube are your safest form of protection. Be careful and safe out there. COVID is still very much in our community and monkeypox as well. Other than that, um, love, light to you and your whānau. Be well in your hindingaro, your waido, your ngako, and your tinana. We'll catch you all up next week. Matewa. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/slash Free FM eighty nine to find out more.